Hello, and welcome to the No Good Poetry Podcast. Each week we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of poetry. This is episode 29 with... Joseph Makos and... Joseph B. Avenue. This is the good, bad, and the ugly, isn't it? There's some ugly shit out there, kids. Let's make the world safer for poetry. We're here back in the studio again at the shop, and we have another guest, new guest on today to talk about her writing process, her new book coming out, and uh, we're going to play some surrealist games. We're going to talk about writing exercises and sort of how to, I don't know, I guess how to, when you hit a point in your writing and maybe you need like a little a little exercise to, to trip yourself up, switch yourself up a little bit. What are you laughing about? I don't know. You said exercise a lot of times in that. Did I say but, exercise? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, well, add a little randomness back into your writing, maybe. I like I like to think of these as like nice, like a nice thing, like an exercise, like when you're done with a project and like you're starting something new or whatever, and you can like go through or do a couple of these to get your mind in a new way, or you know. Yeah. No, uh, I think it is good for that for sure. So. Um. Madeline Lavoie, how are you today on our show? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Did you you just you just had a couple long days of work, huh? Just a little bit. Just you know, some some cloponers there. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm here. <laughs> so uh, do you know anything about No Good Poetry Podcast? No. You don't? Okay. So <laughs> we get people on the show and then we embarrass them about their poetry. No, I'm just kidding. Sounds great. Just kidding. No, we're, I, I mean, we've been, we just sort of like do this, it's an adventure and talking about things that we really try to get into things about anything related other to topics. poetry, really. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's not just a review or like a, like we like having guests, but I think a lot of poetry podcasts, all they do is interview the guest where I think it's fun to have people who write poetry, just talk about poetry without, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Sweet. All right, so we're going to talk about some surrealist writing exercises, and I think surrealism's come up on here quite a few times before, right? I think we, Magos and I, are both pretty big fans of surrealism. Maybe you're you're more on the Dada side than surrealism, but they're they're close brothers, I think. They are, especially early on in surrealism. I think there was, well, yeah, what? Well, considering that surrealism started at a Dadaist play with a fist fight. Well, yeah. Between. The Dada's and the seceding Dada's that were become to, that were to become surrealisms. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, surrealism surrealismos. came out of Sorry, Dada surrealismos. for sure. Yeah, surrealismos. <laughs> well, that's kind of funny. I like to call it surrealismo. But I guess maybe the place that I mean, I think that was sort of there in Dada, but I guess the place surrealism sort of expounded on more was this idea of kind of tapping into the unconscious, right? And so I think, especially earlier in Surrealism, so I think a lot of these games, that was kind of the idea, was that if you could tap into the unconscious, you could get imagery that was interesting and had a lot of meaning to it by juxtaposing things that you wouldn't necessarily juxtapose, right? Like the famous Lautremont quote, I mean, since they loved Lautremont so much, was as beautiful as the chance encounter of a sewing machine and an umbrella on an operating table. That idea of if you just took a bunch of everyday things but put them together in ways that they wouldn't necessarily usually go together, that there would be some 
interesting associations that come out of that that would actually reflect in a poetic way on existence, right? And and that your everyone's brain is always doing this all the time, but we just have stamped that ability out of us through society, right? That we are taught that we should only be logical and, and present things in a way that makes sense. But really that's what our brains are like underneath anyway. So we can kind of use these games as a way to tap into that. Yeah. And another thing that I think surrealism was really good at and, or at that was, it was part of its modality was this idea of, you know, v- like verbal poetry and visual poetry and, and like playing. Oh those, yeah, definitely. You know, like those... combining. Yeah. And in a certain way, I think while poetry today can be surrealist in its, in its sort of like theme or its, its methods or its like presentation, you know, a lot of times I think that people fall out of that and fall more into the egoic and the narrative, personal narrative. Yeah, I think that's true. And I, I also think, though, I mean, you know, talking about the combining thing, I don't think combining uh, any old things will do, right? I mean, that's not what the Surrealist thought. It was like finding combinations that actually were were terrifyingly beautiful in some way, right? It's not just any old thing. You can't just slap anything together. You can try it, but it's not going to work out all the time, right? Right. And the other thing, you know, this idea of like taking things back to like the nascent, like the um, like kids games and like play and like yeah, well, and, like, and puzzle and puzzles and yeah, like yeah, yeah. You know, we have this we have this like grid on the table here, you know, and we could just like we could just sit here and put letters, you know. It could be an order of twenty six letters, and you know, and we could fill up the grid with letters, and it could be like a word, you know, find a word puzzle or something, or like just real primitive kind of style of like going back to going back to this 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 uh, playfulness and exercises and games and yeah. Have you ever done any of these surrealist games before? I have never done any sort of surrealist game before. <laughs> well, so, the, the one that wait, the yeah. exquisite corpse is the one that that's the classic one, that's right? The exquisite classic core. One, yeah. Uh, it could be as easy as this. We just like take a pen. Well, we should have gotten some paper. I don't know how we I could not have paper, paper, paper in this mount, mount of paper. Printed the mount of paper. Double sided. I know we could have used the back. Oh, look at this one. It's an empty sheet. So I so I start just like simple as like you know. Uh, as if we need to explain for our listening audience how an exquisite core works. So this is kind of the classic exercise where basically the idea is. Someone writes a line, and someone continues the next line. So you can't look at... So I'm going to do it... I'm going to actually do it upside down. But you're supposed to carry a word over, right? Really? Yeah. Is that according to this rules in here? That's how I think... I mean, I know some places don't do that because it's just a bunch of random lines, but usually that's how... so, So it's connected in some way. You usually carry one word over, I think. I don't know. What does it tell us on there? Well, this is like an interesting way of doing it, where it's where it's where it's like a real exquisite corpse, where it's like you know, it's a noun and then a verb and then it's, oh, not even a line. They're doing it a word at a time. Definitive huh? or definitive article and then an adjective and then finally another noun. You know, and then the paper is sort of folded, unfolded, and it, it which you know, I was just thinking about this is really interesting visually as I as I imagine this, and it's like if I write, you know, if I write. Uh, writes a noun, right? I'm just going to write a noun. Um, and I'm going to cover it up. And then the next person writes... 
I mean, I don't. I've never done it this way. I've never done it that way either. I've I've always done more than right just one word at a time. A verb. Yeah, like there, and then just fold the paper over. So we're gonna have to do some adjusting to make this make any logical sense, but that's okay. No, we'll just do one of these. We'll just do one because yeah. it's just a sentence. So so this just says, "Rabbit running some kite." Well, that's not bad, but you looked at it that's too soon. Better than I thought. What do you mean? Because <laughs> now you know what it's saying. I thought we were going to go around to, to, to finish the process. Well, that's it. The paper's unfolded and the sentence is read out. Players right. may agree small changes to ensure grammatical consistency. <laughs> this is the simplest version of the game. I kind of like that. Rabbit running some kite. Yeah. That's what we got. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just seems too short, though. We need like a... So that's why I think I've always done it with like a line, like someone writes a line, but you carry a word over, so you yes. kind of know. Okay. To continue, so you kind of so it grammatically sticks together yeah. in some way. If you well, I did that. So I so yeah. I let okay. me see here. But maybe just carry one word over or add a word that can connect it to okay. the next line. And, and you continue. And what? And, and we'll, I can we'll just, just write whatever. You write whatever, and then but you have to have one word that goes over. Well, you'll finish this line and add one word here, and then fold it over. Okay. Let's do it three times each, at least. Sure. Because, you know, you need to get a little content in there. Yeah. Okay, so we've now each written three lines. Who wants to read it? And who wants Welcome to, back. Who wants to read, read the result? No, we've, we've done um, it. We've do I, should I start from the top? I don't know. This is a crazy folding job. All right. I'm, I'm going to start from the top and read to the bottom, cool. I think. All right. Um... Eggs spilled on the kitchen floor raised by chickens in rural Pennsylvania with, like, an alabaster bust of Chauncey Garter in the garden. Swim the neon pink of glass embargoes. Run as fast as you can over the fence in the faux pas dance sequence where the giraffes are... are... are, um... Are cued to. Are cued to with the tarnished gears of watches submerged. Fat cats drinking mimosas. In the city, the lawnmowers cut the cats back. Weird. Oh, that's pretty Cats nice. came up twice. <laughs> uh, very weird. Let me see that. Can I read it? So this is, I'll read, I'll read it the other way. The lawnmowers cut the cats back. Fat cats drinking mimosas in the city. With the tarnished gears of watches submerged in the foul paw dance sequence where the giraffes are cued to run as fast as you can over the fence. Swim the neon pink of glass embargoes. Like an alabaster bus of Chauncey Gardner in the garden, raised by chickens in a rural Pennsylvania with eggs spilled on the kitchen floor. <laughs> that's good! That's some good stuff in there. Right? Isn't that good? That's a, that's a, that's a poem right there. Well, it's... <laughs> It's it's a poem, but like if we type that out and, and, you, and, spent, and like, yeah, them, you spent like a little and pass time it around like yeah, three more times playing with us, it, it would be really like, good, a Google yeah. Doc, Then it would become like a we could really make it into a thing. You could you post know? It on Instagram and sell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you could. I think you could literally crack an egg on the kitchen floor right now, and 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 and, and then and then we can take a picture, take a picture of, of it and print it, it on the printer here, and then take the typewriter <laughs> and type over the top of it, egg spilled on the kitchen floor. And put that on Instagram, and it might get like three hundred likes. <laughs> so that's like the most basic one, right? And I think several readings used to kind of do a thing at some point in the night where they would just pass around strips of paper, 
can tell everyone to write a line and put them in a hat and at the end of the night pull the lines out and create a poem that way, which is another way you can do it. Or you get a little audience participation too, which is kind of nice. Sure. Um, so another one that I think is kind of cool is there's this idea of questions, of answering questions without knowing what you're answering, right? So what we're going to do in a second is first we're going to each write some questions. It's almost like Bibliomancy without a book, right? Like you're, you're – so we're going to each write some questions ahead of time and cut those up. And then we're going to write lines that could be answers to questions, but then pair them kind of randomly. But I think it works best if you have questions that are kind of deep sort of things, right? Like, what is whatever? Or like, yeah, well, maybe not the meaning of life, but you could be, you know, like, what is science, right? Or something like that, where pretty much anything you put out of that is going to seem like a an interesting answer to that, right? Or... I mean, it really can be any kind of questions, but I think it helps if you have some kind of things that are... I shouldn't... Uh, Here, you can write on this. I shouldn't um, too much dictate what kind of questions you write. So, I don't know. How many should we do? How many questions? Three. Well, each write three questions okay, and so then three answers, but then we got to cut them up and the, combine them, right? Are you supposed to answer your own questions? No, that's what you're trying... That's why... Let's write the questions and then don't write the answer yet. So, and the juxtaposition is what you're going for, right? You're trying to make a nice... It's going to be an interesting juxtaposition. Okay. Your answers can kind of be anything. Your answer is just like writing a line of poetry again, right? So now we shuffle the ant the questions up? So the questions are going to go in this pile. We're going to shuffle those up. And then now we're going to each write three lines that can be answers. Yeah, it probably is good to fold them, right? And we're going to randomly read a question, read an Where answer after it, right? Questions and answers? These are just questions. So we've now written our questions and answers. Let's see, how, let's see what we come up with here. Okay. Yeah, go, please start. Alright. Are we alone in space, or are there other viruses? The answer to that is... Golden containers of dead flies. <laughs> Great answer! That's really good! That's really good! Alright, well, that's right, an answer, there we go! Alright, right? next, next one, next isn't, one. Isn't it? That answers it for me, doesn't it? All right, I'll go next because you're not ready. Why do we dream? The purple skyline is wrapped in the weird silk smog of evening traffic. (sighs) Really? That really really is the answer to that? (laughs) Who is the man behind the curtain? The distilled dreamsicle of an... Of an opiate perfume. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's good. <laughs> All right, one more round. One more round. We got three more left. Six. That's go. pretty cool. What is the most evil? <laughs> Skipping rocks off the hood of a rusted out pickup. <laughs> wow. That doesn't seem that evil. <laughs> doesn't seem that evil. No. What will signal the end of this century? Spreading the butter thin on 15 grains of heaven. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. That's pretty good. Okay. Why would you make a baby? <laughs> and the answer to that is... Waking up in a bed with a pool floaty. <laughs> <laughs> Some, 
inherent misunderstanding of biology there, but <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a weird baby. <laughs> okay, one more. One more round. Answer. No, those are questions. Oh, questions. I mean, I don't know that it matters as long as you get one of each. <laughs> One of them has a question mark. That's true. Where do dogs come from? The answer to that question is... Trailer parks and glass diamonds. (laughs) How far do you drive the nail through the hand... Or the wrist of Christ? Wow. That's quite a question. That's intense. (laughs) (laughs) We can suggest any adjective... But there's only one flavor, and that's ice cream. Sometimes they don't work. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What is architecture? The snorkelers gasp at the terrifying organs of sea turtles. I don't know if that one works so well. <laughs> wow, so we kind of like, that kind of like spiraled out of control there at the end. Well, some work out, some don't, but that's so, kind of the interesting thing, right? But some true. work out surprisingly well. It's true. I'm sure you can make, you know, some adjustments if you traded off some, you know. But yeah, okay, so that was... A, that so was that's a, a fun game. Yeah. So we already, so we did... Well, that's a, the only one I remembered without looking. Let's see what else we have we could do. Okay, so this one's opposites. So someone's got to start, and you're going to write a statement. The next person tries to write the opposite of that statement. And then folds it over so the next person can't see the original one who try, then tries to write the opposite of that okay, statement. Okay, so it's like an exquisite corpse, but different. Well, it's not really an exquisite corpse because you're trying to, you're, you're actually directly building off of the previous sentence, right? You're trying to make, you're trying to keep writing the opposite and then someone's going to write the opposite of that opposite and then someone writes the opposite of that opposite and you kind of see a, where you well, get a to. A statement or a question? You need a full piece of paper for this. Okay. Because okay. we need to do this a bunch of times for this to work. So any kind of statement. Okay, like the example they give in here. So this one, the first statement was, when my mother swigged champagne, and the person wrote for the opposite, my father's corpse gets drunk on Chianti. Oh, nice. Wow. Right, so you're trying to write something that's like... And then there's a third one? And you're, you're kind of writing the opposite, like almost word by word, like the opposite of father, mother, right? The yeah. opposite of swigs gets drunk, the opposite of champagne, Chianti. I don't know if that's an opposite, right? And then the next one was... Our mother's infants dry up tearlessly, right? But they didn't see the first one, right? They only saw the one before that, right? So you're just trying to write the opposite of the previous person's thing. I think we should do it a few times because you're trying to get farther away from the original statement, I think, you know. All right, who wants to read this? So we now have a series of opposite statements. I'll I'll read it. You can can read it. I'm just unfolding it for you. You get it all at once, all in vision. The orange tree weeps beneath the open sky. The blackberry bush laughs on top of a mountain. The lemon machine cries at the bottom of the ocean. A lime animal chuckles behind an open sky. A lemon plant screams into a deep chasm. Many sugar babies coo from a shallow ditch. A single salty old man cries away from the mountaintop. Married young couple makes out in the bottom of a canyon. Bachelor old hermit jerks off in outer space. 
I don't think we would have ever gotten to batch their old hermit jerks off in outer space any other way. <laughs> How did it get from what a lemon bush? <laughs> Bottom of a canyon makes out jerks off. I guess that makes Mary sense. young couple bachelor old hermit. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. That's And I guess if you did it for even longer it would get more If you had like twenty people and you just kept doing it. Yeah. It would get really uh it could get really distorted. Cool. It would be yeah. kinda neat. So those were some surrealist games. Cool. And there's some other ones too. Some of them I think you need a little more setup, so we're not gonna do any of those today. Like the classic uh which was really a Dada one, I guess. Taking a newspaper article cutting and cutting it. it up and, and rearranging that into a poem. What was the one you were saying in there about like instructions? That one's kind of neat too, where you write something in the style of an instruction manual. Yeah, this guy was taking this. Cool. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he was sort of taking this. He 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 was taking the design concept of how it looked, how it looked visually, and um, he was uh, he was he was like rewriting it, like using like the look of a design manual. But I think it's not just the design, right? It's like taking something that's not instructions, but writing as if it's instructions, right? Like this one's death. Its combination of instantaneous and eternal action ensures that death is absolutely harmless to man or mammals. Death does not stain. Directions, remove the self-preserving seal, hold death vertically, valve upwards, and apply by pressing the stopper. For heart complaints, use death center stage. A few seconds only is sufficient. And it goes on. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But, you know, to take something that you wouldn't normally have directions for and write directions, that's kind of a fun thing. But, I mean, you can kind of see all these things. It's about making you take things out of context and seeing what kind of meanings that you would not necessarily have arrived at come out of that right which is kind of cool and kind of fun and there's like these profitable ambiguity ambiguities you know there's like yeah absolutely there's these things that happen all the time and you're like wow that's like a cool way to put that or like you can derive meaning from it even though you never thought like especially some of these ones you know like the the questions and answers it's like it's like you're deriving meaning from something like in a completely random way but there's still meaning there yeah. Well, and especially if you were to go back and adjust them afterwards, right? Then you really could make the connection even more so, but it's a connection you wouldn't normally make, yeah, which is which is neat. Yeah. So, um what else do you want to say about po- you want to say about that? Is that is that, that? I think that was it. I, mean, I think we just wanted to kind of, you know, explore some of those, give give people an idea of that those exist. That's a fun thing to try. You know, one one after really did like five different yeah. Games here. Good. Maybe one evening you're sitting around with your friends. You don't know what to do. You're drinking. Why not do some surrealist poetry writing games instead we, of whatever you're doing? Can instead we get this, of playing a video game. Can we put something. this PDF? Can we put a PDF file of this up on our site? Yeah. I think there is a PDF I can link to in there. Yeah, that'd be think, great. Yeah. We can link to the PDF and you can download it. Yeah. So try true. out some surrealist writing games. It's fun, right? You don't have to be a writer to do it either. It helps when you're drinking. <laughs> it's more fun that way, yeah. Uh, okay, so coming back to um, yeah, so we're back. We've just played some surrealist games, and we're back calling to our guest poet, Madeline Lavoie. You can move the helmet if you like, and you have a book that you're about to release. You want to tell us about 
your idea for this book a little bit and maybe read us a few poems. It doesn't have to be from this book actually at all. You can just read, <laughs> read us a few things, whatever you want to read us. Uh, yeah, so I've been working on a book of poems for about a year, just kind of about nostalgia and about growing up in the Midwest. And the title of the book is called Evelyn because the neighborhood that I grew up in named all of their apartment buildings out um, after women, except for my favorite one, which just has some weird, obscure German name. <laughs> but, but it kind of, like, my neighborhood feels very much like my family to me, in a way. And the book kind of also just explores, like, how my brain processes things and, like, how as a writer writing every day a lot of my poetry is structured on like the month or the day or the year and yeah it's just nostalgia basically <laughs> um and you feel happy with where the where the project is at yeah i i feel like it's pretty much done i'm trying to like carve out a a little a little thing of of this apartment building that's my favorite apartment building but that's pretty much where i'm at <laughs> And, and like, you know, a lot of people think, I don't know, I, I, I like to, I like to think about sometimes, you know, sometimes you just like do a sequence of poems and that's it. You know, it's like done. You don't need to, you know, it's like 18, you know, that's a nice yeah, number. Yeah, actually. yeah, it's nice. It's short and sweet. Like people can flip through it and then be done with it and think about it and read it again if they want. Sure. So are you like actively trying to write poems around this apartment building idea or did that just kind of happen and then you um, noticed it? Well, it just kind of is like. A lot of my poems are based on, like, like where I've lived has greatly affected, like, what I've written about. Like, living in New Orleans, I lived in Chicago for a while, living in Ohio, living in Cleveland, you know, basically. So, kind of, um, just because I also write in my journal, like, every day, and that affects, like, I think the way that I process and store memories a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And so it just kind of ends up that it's, like, very, like, like, my poetry kind of is, like, a map of, like, the places that I've physically been. Cool. So, like, do you geotag or, no, no, like, that, you know, it would be, I, I think it would be really funny, no, 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 I think it would be fun, I think it would be interesting, like, if you actually, like. I had, like, a real physical map. No, I think it would be cool, like, if you could do a website where it was, like, where it was, like, an interactive thing where, like, you know, you actually created a map of that area. And just be like, this is where I cried to, uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. No, but you could drop your poems in, like, where you wrote them or something. No, well, you could cool. create a pretty, like, that if you got cool. a collection I just, of. That was my thought when you said that. No, just, like, if you did that for, like, poets all over the world, that would be pretty awesome. And just, yeah, have, like, anyone. But down tag, to, like, like this yeah. This is where I wrote this poem. That would be super cool. All right. You drop the poem in? Get on that, Makos. That's in the next. Uh, <laughs> Come on. God, that seems like a good <laughs> idea. It would be kind of cool, really right? Cool you could just idea, go to a actually. place and see, like, what poems like, were written. Yeah, and then people could look at, at it. this spot, like or about this spot. But you could just you can create your own Google Maps if you got enough like shared Google Maps. You can do that. You can go. You create could. A Google Maps. You could. Get, if you got enough poets involved, like if we just were like, all right, let's get every poet we know to like and have them all do time. this. Like, yeah. and we're gonna all create a shared Google Map and drop. Poems that we wrote cool. in different places. Yeah, drop a poem. You know, hey everyone, we, we can you go in here and drop like you know have everyone drop at least three, maybe a ten. I'm, I'd say more, like just as many as you can think of different places for. 
that you have different places above. Yeah, and then people then that what that's going to clearly do is that's going to inspire people to go out and fucking go to places in the city that they've, they've never been and where no one's written poems. Yeah, but it would also be cool, right? Like write poems in those places. Even people you know, even people you know, even people that you know and you've read their poems. Like you it would be yeah, yeah, it would be cool to be like, "Oh, now I'm at this <laughs> spot and they wrote this poem yeah. at the spot or about the spot or that would be kind of neat." That'd be a different yeah. way of reading those poems too, right? Like to be yeah. in that physical location and like, read wow, it in that. All these cool yeah. Poems are here. yeah, no, I think it could be really cool. Actually, I think it could be a neat. It could be a neat idea. But what we were talking about, what we were talking about, is place. Do you find that like living in uh, or like in New Orleans or other places you go where you where you're like you know do you do you have like a specific type of zone you like to get in when you write as a writer? Specific type of zone. What do you mean by that? Like I don't know. Like do you have like I mean, you don't have to tell us necessarily where you go and write, but do you have like a type like, of place? Do you have, like, type of places yeah. that you like to go and write? Um, that you find like my more. My writing process is kind of like I'll take a, like I I walk a lot. Like I walk a lot of places like unnecessarily, <laughs> um, but it helps me think of like I usually think of poetry when I'm walking, and then I'll go to like I don't know a coffee shop or whatever, and then I'll write it down and. Yeah, I guess that's my process. <laughs> that's that's was Wallace Stevens' process. <laughs> cool. That was his exact process. Do you know that? No. He would he would think of these poems as he walked to work every day. Well, yeah. And then he would that's... dictate them to his secretary, and she would type them. That's funny. Yeah, I like walking a lot, and it helps me think and process things. So I usually kind of think it all out of my head, or I'll like sometimes I'll write it down on my phone, and then I'll go, and then I'll write it down. For yeah. real. <laughs> you could audio record it, too. That's a good idea, yeah. I'm super technologically challenged, so I, like... Like, my phone died yesterday, and I was like, this is it. It's over. Like, I'm gonna have to buy a new phone. Like, it's gonna be hundreds of dollars. And then someone was like, did you try to hard reset it? And I was like, what does that mean? And they just, like, pushed the <laughs> buttons for, like, ten seconds, and it was fine. <laughs> yeah. I was like, huh? <laughs> yeah, All it's right. a little reset button. Well, uh, do you want to uh, maybe share some poems with us? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Um, I'll just read like three because they're pretty short. October 2016. Candy coat me and camouflage and faux fur, you self-appointed prophet. You, tearing apart ideologies and pulling from the carcass new icons. A pottered bowl, shattered. A lucky cat necklace, broken. A pack of Pall Mall cigarettes, sinister. You wrote your autobiography in the condensation of my car windows on the way to a tattoo appointment. I found the bandages buried in my bedsheets two weeks too late. I am distracted, playing tarot card reader, trying to force the page of swords to smother the petulant prince of whiskey cider, too busy scarfing down someone else's vegan wedding cake with a Lazarus pendant practically resting in my cleavage. Living in double lives through half-lives in metro parks and foreign food restaurants. Too busy to stop looking for myself and other people. And this is May 2016? No, April 2016. There we go. Um, so goddamn soft that if you have yet to shove me between your incisors and bite down, you're a fucking joke. I'm waiting for the bluish purpley bruises to show up, a telltale indication of my spine breaking through my floral dress again. But nothing breaks anymore, it just turns to mush. It is me that is floral, 
The type of flower you crush between your fingers when you step out for a smoke. Clichés were something I was more concerned about avoiding before I worked 14-hour shifts to sleep alone at my parents' house. How do you write poems when you have to make a campfire mocha every five goddamn minutes? How do you leave any sort of impression without lips, hands, thighs? No one taught me. If I'm looking at the sky, I'm faking it. If I'm looking at the ground, I'm thinking about what I want to be when I when I grow up. Probably a bird, a ghost, or a robot. So this poem's called Real Ghosts. The feeling isn't mutual. The feeling is seasonal now. A summer migration south. Disoriented songbird, I have the wings of a lark. Or maybe the hands of an imposter. Fingers saran wrapped in insomnia seek penance. Seek an excuse. Seek my clean-shaven knees begging to be wholesome. A word, a stone swirled around my mouth, busting all of my teeth. The remnants of childhood superstition. Sleeping nude to ward off ghosts. Hypothetically, the ghost would be would feel too embarrassed, avoiding averting its gaze from my prepubescent lily-white body. Yet I, a real ghost, haunted your bed, drank your coffee, borrowed your Alex G. sweater. My emptiness animal, demanding it be fed things fleshy until we both hollowed, and I swallowed you like a pill, nose held with water. There's some stuff. (laughs) Thank you for that. No problem. So, um... So yeah, I think we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna put together a little book over here. Oh, okay. I was about to ask. Like, is is uh, is this book gonna come out? Yeah, sometimes. Hopefully, <laughs> no, I, 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 not to I, make it sound no, like no. I can I can guarantee it's, it'll come out in November. It's gonna come out. <laughs> I can guarantee if we if we put our time into, we can get it out in November. Oh yeah. 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 Do a little edition. So maybe there'll be a, a reading or something around sure. town. Yeah, I yeah, would like do it something. to be like that. We could even do, um, you know, we're trying to shoot for we're trying to shoot for second Saturday here in November to do a thing. So, oh yeah, that'd be cool. You know, yeah. um, that's the game plans because Saturday November's kind of a light month for things. So the beginning of it, yeah, yeah the November. beginning of November, you know. So like, um, uh, so we're thinking about for second Saturday maybe having like a little party up front here. Yeah, cool. And once we get this front cleared out and do do the shop and have a little reading. So for our New Orleans listeners, maybe you can stop by thirty nine twenty one Saint Claude at Codex for uh, <laughs> second Saturday in November for. Some sort of uh, event of some sort. Some event. Yeah. <laughs> some hypothetical event. Some sort event. of maybe event may per- uh, perhaps. It, it will probably happen. I've been really wanting to do this for a while, and I think, you know, I really wanted to try to get it together this month, but there's, there's had too many so exhibitions. Yeah. Still got two more to go. Uh, oh I don't think I do, but do any of us have some real events to plug? Some already scheduled events? No, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go to real life. Uh, I don't think I do either. I don't think there's anything coming up on the horizon. All right, well, that was fun. We had to play some surrealist games. And learn about Madeline's uh, work and new poetry. We're going to make a digital map now. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I think we, yeah, we can do like, that. This, like, yeah, this like, yeah, idea get on that. A, a digital poetry pin... That could be fun. I, I mean, maybe, I don't know, I'm going to look into it. Maybe we can just make, I think you need to have people be members, but I, if I started one and we just started sharing it with all kinds of poets, we could just have a huge shared Google map. That'd yeah. be fun. It would be really cool. 
All right, so yeah, if you want to be a member on our shared maybe poetry should, map, maybe I should reach out to the history pin. You can uh, see if we can do a poetry pin. Poetry pin. That could be cool. Yeah. That's something I get. I mean, that's a cool name, right? Poetry yeah, pin. poetry yeah. pin would be neat. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been another episode of No Good Poetry. Um, we haven't harassed you for a while, but maybe we should. It's been yeah, a little while. Yeah, if you can go on to, uh, you got to log into your uh, iTunes and right. I don't know why you want to give the whole goddamn process every time. I think we can just say, please leave us a review on iTunes. I think you can figure that out. People don't know how to give us a review. I feel, I feel like people. Uh, Where have you gotten this idea that people don't know how to do it? I don't think that's why. Me. Everyone asks me, how do you write a review on iTunes? You. If you're logged in with your Apple ID, you leave a review. It's like leaving a review on anything. But. Uh, yeah, but please, we've got a couple reviews, but it's been a while since we've had a new review on iTunes. It would be great to have another one. It would be. Uh, no, it, it helps. You know, it pushes up us up in the ranks a little bit. Poetry podcasts are not the most popular. I think we could get on top with not too many uh, likes if we had some people help us out. Honestly, if we had if we had one like if we had one like for, uh, for every episode, like a like, like this is our like <laughs> this is our like our likeathon plug. <laughs> Yeah, everyone, we're just trying to get you to like our podcast. Uh, if we had one like for every... Actually, if we literally had one like for every one of our pod, what, episodes as we're approaching 30, here's what we want for our 30th week birthday, people. We want 30 likes. 30 likes. 30 our, likes. Yeah. So we need... But if everyone did that, we would be like the what? The, the top five. No, no, we would be I in the top five. Would. I think podcasts. I've looked, and I think, like, the top, <laughs> I think the top one is like one of the Poetry Magazine podcasts, and they have 11 reviews. <laughs> Really? Yeah. That's 11. it? <laughs> well, I mean, poetry podcasts are not popular. <laughs> well, let's try so, to get some more. Yeah, let's make No Good Poetry ahead of Poetry Magazine mm-hmm. podcast. Please. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. All right. See you all next week. Bye.